Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, wonderful Hoovering listeners. I hope you're well. We've got an absolute belter of an episode for you this week. Um, I'm talking to writer, scientist, presenter, BAFTA-winning presenter, Maddie Mote, um, who um, at the moment is about to bring a book out. I think maybe it came out yesterday. I think it came out yesterday called Stuff. And um, she's uh, kind of on fire all about um, sustainability. So we got into sustainability. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's a lot of sir noises. We got into sustainability in regards to eating um, quite deep. But it was never not the most fun and funny conversation ever. I think you're really going to have a lovely time because... I had a really bloody lovely time meeting Maddie. Um, yeah, um, thank you for listening to Hoovering. Tell other people about it, please. Um, just shout. I listen to this podcast called Hoovering like that, um, or you can you could email them or t- just or WhatsApp them or or give it a five star review and then and maybe a stranger will read that and then listen to it or subscribe to it. And those are the main ways. Thank you. I'd love you to come see me do some live comedy. I'm doing new material every single Monday throughout what's left of October and November at the Camden Head in Camden, otherwise known as the Camden Comedy Club. And I'm joined by some of my funniest friends from Susie Ruffle um, coming up this Monday, Jen Brister, Sarah Pascoe, Desiree Birch, fucking amazing comedians basically joining me and it's only six quid because we're all doing new stuff so come along to one of those would you details are as ever on my website before we get into it just quickly say thank you for supporting the podcast thank you for listening that's the main thing I want you to do if it turns out you've actually got spare money as well you can support me on Patreon I'd love that go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see stuff like exclusive content things like that that I will wang you in exchange for things of yours like two pounds a month um, okay, right, I'm going to get into it. Um, Maddie isn't based in London, so we recorded this over the Zooms, and we met for, I mean, she explains the brief, but we sort of roughly said, let's have a sort of sustainable breakfast. And I worried, I not worried is a bit strong, I'd wondered whether we'd have a kind of earnest worthiness off. And um, in joyful news, as you'll hear, it absolutely <laughs> does not go down that route at all and I need to apologise in advance as you can hear I'm a bit bunged up sorry about that nothing I can do about it and um, I'm just sorry I had quite a crunchy breakfast (laughs) 
but Maddie was more thoughtful than me and uh, you can't hear her breakfast at all she had a soft a soft and sustainable breakfast and I had a crunchy and only borderline sustainable breakfast um, anyway enjoy we really did I'm sure you're going to thank you for joining me for Brecky what have you got for Brecky so I you know I heard my instructions yeah <laughs> going to go for a sustainable breakfast oh no i think well, I've, i mean that is a vague brief isn't it, it, it but i think i've smashed it um we well basically we had some leftover oats and i mean they were dregs so right. last last oats in the in the bag the ones and, that have gone all small and dusty oh there it's dust it it's is just, just dust, dust. yeah it's just oatmeal. yeah <laughs> yeah just a paste it's just a dry just a lovely <laughs> and then we have um an overgrowing blackberry bramble bush in our garden. So right. we were just taking so many blackberries off it all summer and we had nothing to do with them. So we just put them all in the freezer. Great. So I've gone and put some blackberries in the porridge, <gasps> harvested from the garden. Yes. <laughs> and we went to the most adorable apple day um, with my partner's parents at the oh, weekend. So we got some local apples. So I put some apples in it as well. Apple day. I know. I, I feel like that. I haven't had a breakfast this gourmet in a while. So know, yeah, it's always thanks. the way it works out, isn't it? Well, I'm yeah. very impressed. What are you I, um, I also we've moved into a, a, a new home that's a doer upper, and the garden was like a jungle of brambles as well. Really, and it's literally the most wholesome thing I've ever done. It's got in there with gloves on with my kid and um, yeah. and picked the blackberries off and made jam. Made you, you went you did and, jam and labelled it. Rudy's really? Jam. Yeah. One jar for us, one jar for Nana. Did you Bramble's put a square, a square of cotton on the top? No, I'm not that. <laughs> didn't go that far. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't go I couldn't go full Oliver Bonus on the um on the wholesomeness of having major. It's literally it's honestly felt like the most smug, ethical thing I'd yeah. ever achieved. Not just yeah. in terms of sustainable eating, but as a parent. Um I yeah, thought I lucked out. We put the blackberries well, I put the blackberries in the freezer rather haphazardly and they accidentally fell into the ice cube tray. <gasps> and then the ice cube tray, suddenly I had ice cubes with blackberries in and I thought, well, that was a happy accident. Accident. I can't I recommend that enough. Thing. In a gin and tonic, it's great. <gasps> oh, yum. Lots of people talk about freezing a grape and sticking that in their cold drink. But I love it's the good. idea because blackberry and gin is a nice move, I think. Yeah. Because I like slow gin and people make blackberry gin on purpose, don't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I had aspirations of being more, even more sustainable than I've been <laughs> in the sense that I had a fridge full of like not quite a poor, like nowhere near a portion of leftovers but of mainses. <laughs> so I was going to be really brave. <laughs> I was going to be a big, brave soldier and have like a little bit of like Korean mince, like corn mince, but with all weird carrots and some kind of tamarind in it and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then like a dollop of, and anyway, I am, um, when I was in, in, a, in a testament to her, but when I was putting my son to bed last night, yeah. my missus mind swept yeah. the whole fridge and turned really? it into a dinner. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she was like, I thought you'd love this. This is exactly the sort of thing you'd normally be so chuffed about. And I was like, it's fine. I was planning to have it as a horrible breakfast and actually you've saved me <laughs> from having to make any kind of sacrifice. So instead I've got um, a lot. I, ha- I got like huge bunches of kale in my veg box. So they're, they were going, ye- they were yellowing. So I've roasted mm-hmm. them. With some tomatoes that were the end of days. I've just used stuff. I've used up, but it is quite breakfasty, I think. You know Kale, what? tomatoes, eggs, and some, some crusty old sourdough that's still nice if you toast it. That sounds amazing. I mm. love a savoury breakfast. I think, you know, breakfast can be really boring when we do it at home, which is why maybe we get so excited about the idea of brunch, because basically yeah. brunch is just better breakfast. Yeah. So I feel like we need to all up our breakfast game. Totally. It doesn't um, need to just be cereal. No, I'm a giant advocate of the um, savoury breakfast. Yeah, why not add some But you've made porridge sound, honestly, as exciting as porridge has sounded to me for a long, long time. Well, there you go. Mm. We've both done well then. Well done. Backpack. (laughs) Quick little backpack. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much do you care about eating generally? A lot. (laughs) I care a lot about eating. (laughs) I really enjoyed how you said that. Lovely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm really into food. Mm. I, yeah, one of my favourite things is to go out and eat different different types of food, different mm. cuisines. Um, yeah, I love. Yeah, I, re- I, I like everything about eating. <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? It's really yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> so you've got you've got this snazzy book coming out mm. called 
eco stuff. stories <laughs> yeah stuff eco yeah. stories of everyday stuff yeah that's right and um it's it's got loads of like there's loads of angles of, on eating in it mm, but yes. um it's also it's a more general really it's, it seems like a really practical hopeful like ways in mm. which we can genuinely in day-to-day life be more waste less and be more sustainable is that about yeah. right yeah i'd say so so the book is it's a collection of stories from yeah. all around the world and right. each story is about the way something is made oh. and because that's sort of like something i've done on telly for a long time we're making yeah. children's programs but actually the stories that i get really excited about are you know they're often global tales they're about communities who are just making things in ways that you would never expect and often they're really creative and they just make sense and awesome. in being a bit more creative that you know they just they happen to be more sustainable as well um so that's the that's the premise of the book but lots of the stories are about food and are Mm -hmm. about plants and in telling stories about the way certain things are made i guess we can draw out sort of ideas as to how we can bring sustainability into our own lives as well so one of the stories for example is set in calcutta in india where still the chai wallas the tea makers they still use clay cups um and the idea is that thousands potters in the city they make thousands and thousands of these clay cups every single morning and these are then used um by 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 a lot of the chai wallas still to yeah. you know serve tea in but the great thing about these clay cups is that you know because they've come from the clay from the local river they yeah. can just be crushed up and thrown on the ground and they just <gasps> wash back into the river from where they oh, came wow and then be made yeah. again potentially there might yeah. be cups that have um that are on their 10th life as a cup exactly yeah exactly it's amazing so, like the most kind of effortless version of a renewable yeah and wow. it was a, it was a great story for me, especially for kids, because yeah. it sort of teaches the you know, it it teaches some uh, what a child or the reader about mm. the journey of stuff and actually how you know a lot of our things have a beginning, middle, and an end. But actually, the ideal situation is just to keep things going round in a little loop, and that's what you've got with these cups, this river clay. It's just going round and round, being useful, um, and then yeah, just 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 keeps becoming a cup and going back to the river again. But what's lovely it. about it, you've also got this story of delicious, warm, cozy chai tea, and so you mm. learn a little bit about the culture in the place as well. So that was yeah. one of the stories I fell in love with, and have been oh. drinking chai tea ever since. <laughs> I love it. I have a clay cup that I hope you don't wish. Out of the Thames. Yeah. It's not quite the same, is it? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it'd probably have a few Pampers wipes in it, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit heartbreaking out of the bottom yeah. of the Thames. Mmm. Delicious. That's so interesting. Mm. I love it. Um, and I love talking to people. I'm, on this podcast, I talk to so many comedians because they're who I have the easiest access to. And um, yeah. I find myself. I'm often um, able to talk to people from the world of food as well. And um, yeah, I suppose those two are the main ones, sometimes sport more recently, but I love it when I get a chance to talk to someone like you who, um, I don't know, has another angle on eating really. And um, I think in terms of like food waste and sustainability, Mm. it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing in lots of people's consciousness. There's more telly about it than ever before. Um, There's really accessible telly about it than than Mm. compared to, you know, it's not, it's less earnest. It's more kind of like, there's lots of stuff now that everyone's seen that show where they go into people's homes and go, you're throwing all this away. They're doing it with celebrities now, aren't they? And going, look at all this stuff you throw away. Um, Mm. And it's so interesting in terms of all of that stuff. You can become as aware as anything, but it doesn't necessarily affect behaviour or change Mm -hmm. behaviour. So, I mean, actually, like a practical guide as to some ways to do that is so um, so useful. And especially sort of starting with kids who I think, you know, my my son's just turned six. And it's like, I do think it's going to be a generation Mm -hmm. that are hyper aware. We've sort of had to, I don't know, I'm older than you, I'm sure, but... We, uh, my generation has sort of had to educate our parents. <laughs> my parents were like, uh, like the. Have you ever seen that episode of Mad Men where they have a picnic and then they leave all the stuff there? Oh yeah. They yes. just leave all their litter there, and it's like it's nothing said about it, but it's like the most affecting scene ever. Yeah. Like, oh, but like Jesus how smart Christ. are the directors to do that? Yeah. Because it just was at a time where we just did not know what we were yeah. doing. Just nobody was thinking far enough into the future when it came to that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it's oh. it is difficult when it. Well, I get the, the whole reason, I guess, sort of like I, why, why I approach things from this, how is it made? Yeah. Um, 
angle is because actually it gives me an opportunity for everything to be positive. Every story mm-hmm. is exciting because you're always creating a product at the end. And most of these, yeah. most of the stuff in the book are really ordinary everyday objects. And they really? suddenly become exciting when you discover the cool story about how it was made. So, you know, the cup it. is, you know, quite a fun example of that. Yeah. But I do feel like it's... It, it, one of the ways to get through to kids is through stories, through the power of story mm-hmm. and by sharing positive messages, because I think we want to enact on positivity a little bit more. I was chatting to some kids actually about the, about those cups just a couple of days ago, mm. and they were all so excited to show me their reusable bottles <laughs> and their oh. own reusable cups. And I was like, well, that's great. You know, if now they've got another story from another part of the world that helps yeah. to sort of like reinforce that idea, then that's yeah. great. I never said, hey, you will need to be using reusable usable cups they just mm. did it because and then they became excited too so that was nice that's very in terms cool. of food generally and yeah. being more careful about what we eat i think it is confusing because there are so many things we're trying to tackle at once yes you've totally. got the problem of you know should do we need to be cutting back on meat do we need to not be eating yeah. meat entirely and then you've got the whole the packaging situation should actually we just be buying food which has as little packaging as possible yeah and then you've got the food waste issue oh okay well maybe we should be buying food so that we just definitely will eat it and that's the better yeah. that's the better thing and then on top of that you've got about a bazillion different you know health diets that you know we should be trying to follow oh, as well yeah i mean it's, Scru- it's, yeah. it's, it's like how yeah, do- even if you just boil that last one down to like right get maximum fruit and vegetables in your life then mm. that kind of is sometimes can be hard to juggle with um yeah. minimizing the food waste mm-hmm. um yeah it's really it is in- incredibly it complex is isn't it I, i'm i've um my cousin who's a dear friend is like really amazing at waste reduction packaging reduction and stuff um but i started well, I was vegan-ish for a while when I first started this podcast, but actually right. it's been a, a steady decline in morality. I'm sad to say, Maddie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but, but equally, it's come with like a more relaxed attitude to everything and that kind of like less absolutes for me. But yeah. um, I remember her, you know, not unreasonably being like, it's all good and well to have a completely plant-based diet. But if that's your sole aim you do end up having... She was like, I can't find... You know, and actually now... I mean, this is a f- four years ago, but mm. now you, there are more options. It depends where you live and what you've got access to and what your finances are. But at the time, mm. you know, you couldn't buy any plant-based mints or tofu or any of those things without buying, like, a massive plastic block mm. round it. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm. it is a toss-up, isn't it? You've got to sort mm. of... And who knows, you know, because you do read conflicting things about what is the... Is, is, what is better or worse for the planet? And then it depends whether you're interested in carbon footprint more than, mm. um, um, you know, making an impact on how food systems are inefficient. I wondered if I could mm. get you mm. to, like... Do you... I, I wonder if there'd be people listening who... Like I wondered, I don't know, this maybe is patronising to people listening, but maybe not all people listening, but I wanted to ask you things like, what is a carbon footprint? Right, okay. Yeah. So carbon footprint is to set... It's a tricky one because it's this idea that every individual person leaves a carbon mark on the planet. Right. And that footprint is almost like the, the accumulation of all of the various ways you use carbon. So your carbon yeah. footprint includes the way you travel, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're using a car, how much you fly, but it also includes the sort of food that you eat. It could yeah. also include the size of your family. It could yeah, also yeah, include yeah. the clothes that you wear. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. So actually measuring an individual's carbon footprint is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the problems with this idea of a carbon footprint is that it puts a lot of um guilt on the individual and i think that actually you know we sort of we need to be thinking much bigger we need to be thinking on a much bigger scale to make the sort of changes that we need to make but that's not to say that we can't all make you know make make small changes and do what we can to make a difference to try and lower that carbon footprint i just think the idea of us all trying to you know calculate our carbon footprints and really worry about individual numbers could actually become a little bit it could almost become a little bit too shaming and worrying. And yeah. I think we need to work together really on a much bigger scale to bring every the whole the the, the planet's carbon footprint down. It needs to um, be there needs to be some international collaboration, some That would be nice. Some nice um some even some nice laws on a national level. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's little gestures, aren't there, here and there. Yeah. Um, yesterday I read that people are, you, there's as of, you know, I think maybe November or now, there's going to be subsidies for people that want to get a, one of those new um, boilers that sort of, I think uses the heat that comes up naturally under your house or something, mm. I don't know. But there's yeah, a big... Ground source heat pump. Yeah, which ground is source brilliant. heat pump, yeah. It'd be great, you know, if, if mm. you know... Well, we have to, you know, we do need to move away from gas boilers. And I think yeah. it's brilliant that the, you know, that the government are seeing that as the future. But then I go, mm. well, if that's the case, from now on, are all new builds therefore going to come with ground source heat pumps? Amazing. And the answer is, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. honestly not sure because it feels like if you make a new build now and you put a gas boiler in it, you're not really future proofing the housing for the next owner. So I'm like, no. how much are we really committing to this? Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know enough on the subject, but I think that's, that's great. It's great that that's the way we're going. I guess yeah. at the moment I'm a bit like, well, how does that work? Yeah, um, totally. How are we going to commit to that? And is um and 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 you've there's a thing you can see a video of you on YouTube doing a thing called the future mm-hmm. of meats. Would you yeah. would you say I mean a, a mm. meatless or a meat like a less meaty future is the is a good idea for the future? I think arguably it's a bit of a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. I, it's because I've. I guess the way I come at all of this sort of thing is just, you know, I, really, I'm just professionally curious. I just ask yeah. the question. So I would never claim to be an expert. But because yeah. I do talk about, you know, science to young children, it's, yes. you know, the, the issues of sustainability are, they're just really, really important. So they do yeah. sort of surround everything that I do now. And meat is one that comes up a lot. And mm-hmm. there is absolutely no doubt that reducing your meat intake will absolutely make a huge impact um on the planet and your personal carbon footprint as well and you know like i said i don't want anyone to get stressed about it but i do think we if we can reduce it as much as possible that's great yeah um but you know that's not always possible for absolutely everybody and you know suddenly just you know going vegan like you know by clicking your fingers might not be the best idea for an individual either because you don't know what their situation is how much they enjoy cooking how knowledgeable they are about food yes yeah 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 reducing meat absolutely is the way forward basically reduce reduce your meat intake eat more plants that's yes that's that that advice is coming from so many different places now (laughs) like eat more plants just eat more plants just eat just eat a million plants and it's great yeah there's so many things that's great for um and um i wanted to ask what is composting and can anyone do it (laughs) (laughs) all right shift things up a little bit composting i I mean my nana had this because why i ask (laughs) is i feel like it's one of those things like that my Mm -hmm. nana's generation so i i rudely said i had to educate my boomer parents about recycling and stuff like that or they've had to learn on the fly whereas I feel like their parents had a much less hedonistic view on life those World War II children they all (laughs) had compost bins they all used up every bit of waste my 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 oh, I had an Austrian nana who if my parents house sat for her before they'd even got out the front garden in the car got out, out the drive she'd be like arse in the air head in the bin getting out everything they've thrown away that's like a tin that still had a bean in she'd that's like those so war good. babies I mean it's awesome but also she'd like she would eat some she'd she'd give yeah. you some tea with very out of date milk in and stuff anyway All right. there was, there were you know what so would my it. so would my nan as well I went yeah. over to well it was when you know everything sort of like slowly opened up yeah. at the end of, at the end of covid not there yeah. but you know what I mean I know and what went over like hopefully the end of yeah. covid at the time yeah and she had powdered milk um, oh, and I was like wow lovely. she put powdered milk in her tea and I thought you are of a different generation because she didn't yeah. know she might run out and uh, <laughs> she bought she got another milk out of the freezer that had sort of like curdled up and I was like oh I don't know what to go for do I go for the curdled freezer milk or do I go for the powdered milk option anyway but you know what they, that generation though they knew yeah. what they were doing like they did and they all composted and i don't even really know what it is is chucking your food waste out well, but then it. there's a lot of rules in i live in southeast london mm-hmm. and i bought a compost bin in a flat that had a little <laughs> sort of shared garden and got a lot of noise about rats and sort of oh. shat myself and stopped doing it. <laughs> or never really committed so i'd love to know what what it is what are the rules can anyone can anybody compost yeah. yeah i guess I think before composting, what the nanas were doing, right, is that they were really thinking about food waste. And I think it's all very well and good, you know, us sort of talking about what we eat and the things that we buy to eat. But really, 
food waste is a massive, mm. massive source of um, greenhouse gases. Right. It's huge. Um, and it's something mad, like a third of all food that is edible and produced all over the world is thrown away and is Whoa. never is never even eaten because it will become damaged or just isn't deemed good enough to eat. And then when you think about the amount of food that actually ends up in our fridges or in our homes and when all of that that doesn't get eaten, yeah. it just all amounts to a huge amount of waste that contributes it's to bizarre. warming. So yeah. the good thing about composting is that if you're able to sort of deal with your food waste or your green waste stuff that comes from your garden locally that yeah. is better it you know it releases less less harmful gases overall but you can compost anywhere the idea is if you've got a bucket and yeah. you layer up your brown waste so that's bits of envelopes paper oh. egg cartons onion skins garlic if it's crunchy and kind of brown so literally cut crunchy and brown onion skins well, carbon I'm trying to think like are there any exceptions to that rule if it's yeah, all, leaves, let's just say just it's vegetable crunchy <laughs> autumn leaves good that's they're brown right. waste they're yeah, good great fine. okay they're all yeah, over yeah. my car at the moment <gasps> I sweet those having out. a car it's um, you, it, but it's past <laughs> the ULEZ test it's quite new <laughs> That, that makes me sound like I'm a Johnny Big Potatoes. So I feel like I need to tell you, it's on a lease. I don't own it. It's like, oh no, oh no. I just got a nice car for three years, okay. It's so hard. Oh, it's so hard. It feels like they have to like apologise for everything. You know, it's but, funny. But with composting, you've got your brown waste and then as long yeah. as you're layering it up with equal amounts of green waste. So these are... Um, vegetable scraps, peelings, your wilted yeah. kale if it never made it into your breakfast. Yeah, there was a bit of that. There you go. All of that sort of stuff. You just just keep layering it up. Give it a mix every now and again. And you don't want it to be right. too dry. It's got to have the right level of, of, of wet. <laughs> oh, I like this. It's, you make it sound like a lovely cake. It needs textures oh, yeah. on different layers. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and someone told me, don't put grass in. It releases, well, I think you don't want to put not too, too much, much grass, grass clippings in because if you just go put in all the grass clippings, it's just not really going to create. You you want a nice mixture of things. You want a balance because the idea is is that you're just going to leave it and over time it will break down. And you know our buddies, worms and other like microorganisms, so tiny little bits of bacteria, they'll get in there, they'll start yeah. to chomp it all up, and they'll help to break it down. And eventually, you end right. up with compost that you can use in your garden to grow or in your house stuff plants. to eat. Yeah, or look at okay, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You don't have to have a garden. You can get like kitchen composters now. You can get worm bins. Oh, yeah. I love a worm bin. You can put a worm. You can get indoor worm bins to make your own compost and compost tea if you're well into house plants. Oh my so, please, worm bins. Yeah, you go. I'm internet searching that. Get I a worm um, bin. I I have a food bin, mm-hmm. and I have a brown bin for garden waste. There you go. Are they good things to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what you could do is if you're putting, if you've got your food waste and your garden waste and you're filling those bins anyway, yeah. just put all of that stuff in a compost bin instead and then just leave and it to its truck, thing. One less then, truck coming around to pick up yeah, a big and then you've bin got some, your house. You've got some compost that's you know, your garden's going to absolutely love in the next sort of year or so, I suppose. I think it does take a while to break down. You've got to, give, you've got to, give, you've got to give it time. It's process, you know. But still, and it you'll feel as smug as when you were making jam. I so want to feel that smug again. It's been ages <laughs> since I felt that smug again. Um, that was the summer smugness that I have long missed. Um, <laughs> it's so interesting. I find it really funny. Like, I... Oh, I mean, I, I'm trying to write stand-up about it, so I probably shouldn't go into it. But I, I find it really... I find it, it's sort of, it's almost an overly honest selling point for doing anything altruistic or ostensibly altruistic or like for anything that's unselfish. Mm-hmm. But it is, to me, honest to go, you will feel really nice. Mm. <laughs> like, I do think yeah. we should just put our hands up and go, one other reason to do it, other than that it's good for the planet and it's good for others and it's good for the future of the world, is it will make you feel really nice. Yeah, but I think it, it's it, so true. Being kind feels really nice. And you should just admit mm-hmm. that there is like a, a, a mildly selfish element to altruism. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I think this is it's tricky, isn't it? Because often, you know, we, we, we saw there's like a battle between consciousness and convenience. Yeah. As you know, you get totally. yourself to the shops and you're like, oh, it would just be so much easier to pick up 
that mm. packaged, you know, pre-cut carrots rather than buy the carrots. And that's a tricky one because that's like, actually, that's really inconveniencing me. But there are certain mm. things that we can do that I actually think really do bring joy. And mm. I think that if you're able to compost or if you're able to even just grow a couple of plants, yeah. a couple of, you know, veggies in the garden, some tomatoes on a windowsill, you know, it's you're doing your bit. You're doing your yeah. bit. It's the same with, you know, with, with planting flowers as well. You know, you don't have to have a big garden, but if you can have a windowsill and plant some flowers, then you're doing yeah. something for the bees. And you know what? Actually, that's quite, it, it's quite nice. So I think where we can find the wins, I think yeah. we should we should grab hold of them and celebrate them as opposed to them being yet another thing we have to do. No, yeah, no, it's not on a to-do list. My big wins mm. have been sturdy herbs. Like I, I, do you know what I mean? Like the really double-eyed bastards that can withstand a frost, like thyme and rosemary. Rosemary, <laughs> yeah, rosemary. She's nails, isn't she? You wouldn't want to mess with She's rosemary. So hard. Rosemary She's at the so back of the garden. No one else stands a chance against her, honestly. No, and you know, and I used to before I'd, but you know, bothered mm. to just get one great big like I actually got a small little rosemary from a garden shop, a couple of quid, put it in an enormous pot. And then she gets to grow into a bush. Before that, I used to um, occasionally take a scissors to a neighbour's front garden rosemary that protruded. <laughs> if I thought if she's dangling into the pavement, she's fair game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, bonkers, really, <laughs> where I live anyway, that anyone would consider buying rosemary in a plastic bag in a supermarket when you could just steal it if you can't be bothered to grow it. <laughs> no one's going to mind. It's the same just with blackberries. We yeah. were talking about it, but yeah. when I see how expensive blackberries are, I'm like, are you joking? Oh, any, wow, yeah, any you're selling that if it's really bougie and it's a weed, essentially. It's everywhere. The roots on that guy, like, yeah, yeah it is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is the worst-looking but best-tasting thing you've ever eaten? Worst-looking, best-tasting. Yeah. <gasps> um, oh, my gosh. Let me think. Um... Probably there are you, there are these there are dumplings Ooh. that are I forgot they forgotten what they're called they're ve they they very gelatinous yeah they are sort of long tube like shapes and Ooh. they look like um, they look very flaccid on a plate and quite <laughs> wet and just pale yeah and I can't remember what they're called. There's certain it's the tube element that's oh, throwing me. It's, it's they're not sort of like pierogi. No, 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 no. So Chinese, Chinese dumplings. Oh, okay. Oh, not like a part of a dim sum. Yeah, offering. we're in dim sum land, oh. and I've forgotten what they're called. And I just okay. think they look really 
They look like quite sluggy poos, and they're sloppy. My yeah. goodness, I love those. Yeah, I love. They those. sound. Deli- I don't think I've ever had anything as part of a dim sum that I've not had a really great time eating up. Oh, I yeah, I'm into I'm into dim sum. So yeah. I would say that there is definitely some items on a dim sum menu that you look at and go, oh, that's interesting. Love yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes there's a foot or, <laughs> but then very sustainable. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, do you think there's anything that demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? The classic uh-huh. example is like a, a cabbage cream egg, I guess. Okay. <gasps> Talk to me about how you'd. Oh, take bourbon apart biscuit! Or... I would a hundred percent take it apart. I would mm-hmm. <laughs> actually. I used to stay in a lot of hotel rooms, um, sort of yeah. like when I was on the road filming mm-hmm. for various TV shows, and it, it gets it gets a lot. You know, every night you're mm-hmm. in a different hotel room. You've got to find the joys, find the wins, as we were saying. So I started doing biscuit reviews on my Instagram. Oh, yes. And it became an absolute highlight for me to do a biscuit review every evening. So I would rate the hotel on the quality of its biscuits. They're, they're, they're very rare now. If you get a biscuit in a hotel room, you're very lucky. Tell me about it. But bourbons, you've got to take off one of the biscuit layers. And then I would yeah. scrape half of the chocolate middle fondant layer to get a bit yeah. of that by itself. But Just not all half. of it. Yeah, because and I want to... Are you doing it um, with my teeth. using the sharp upper teeth? Absolutely. So just... Yeah. yeah. Half can off. Imagine it. Got it. Because then I've had a bit can of that really by itself. It. But yeah. then I would actually leave the other half because I want to get a bit of biscuit and fondant combination. I don't want them yes. all separate. I just want to be able to have all of the options. I really understand. You're quite passionate about wagon wheels as well. I think they need to be eaten in a certain way. If you can Let's remember. hear it. Wagon wheels, I think that, again, they should be separated. Nibble around yeah. the outside of the wagon wheel. Yeah. Peel off the marshmallow layer on the inside. Yes. As an yeah. almost entirely intact disc, ideally. Oh, don't, that's exciting. Can you imagine achieving that? <laughs> I feel good whenever I can get the circle, the orange jelly circle out of a Jaffa cake. If I was oh, ever to able to achieve yeah. a an intact, untampered with marshmallow s- circle from the in- inside of That's a... Goals. I'm headbutting my own microphone like a pro. I've got so many um, of these. Skips. I'm loving it. You know a I'm skip? I'm here for it. I... Yeah, I know. Of course I know a skip. <laughs> got a podcast about eating. <laughs> Imagine if I didn't know a skip. A particular Any fan. Any overseas listeners, it's a sort of vaguely prawn-flavoured sort of crisp. Shell. It's a, ch- a chip or a crisp, and it's like a shell or an umbrella, isn't it? Mm, it's like a yeah. little pink crisp, um, crisped potato. I imagine, I think, puff. Yeah, it's like it a foamy yeah. texture. Yeah, Bizarre. foamy texture. Quite an aerated crisp. Yeah. I um I like a combination of a skip and a bit of Dairy Lee triangle. This oh, was like the joy of gosh. packed lunches where I would get I would get a Dairy Lee triangle, which is like, you know, like a cream cheese. Yeah. I'd use the use a skip to scoop out some Dairy Lee triangle and then I'd put another skip on top and make a little sandwich. An orb. Almost an <laughs> yeah. orb as well. <laughs> yeah. But a half filled yeah. orb. Yeah. Like a really exciting savoury Kinder Egg. <laughs> oh, exactly! It's amazing. Or yeah. like um, a kind of savoury Ferrero Rocher, more. Perhaps, oh, you've actually, smashed isn't it. it. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. It's very All good. All you'd need to do is sort of find a way, maybe lick the outside and roll it in sesame seeds or something. Yeah, and then you've got uh, you've got a savoury. Um, Ferrero Rocher that's exactly yeah that's exactly it in fact now I wouldn't be surprised to see this on the menu of some very fancy pants restaurant and actually it's just a skip and some cream cheese but it's very good yeah yeah I mean do you have any open that restaurant I want to know yours (laughs) (laughs) I have loads and mine are in a constant state of flux you're talking about um bourbons like that really gave me like um like big visual pangs for a boost. I haven't had a boost <gasps> for a long time. They're very good at and being unwrapped. Yes. Oh, you do it too. Yeah. They need, they re, that's really, because they're so sturdy. You can really, you can really take your time over them, can't you? Without yeah. worrying that they're going to disintegrate in your hand. It's almost like but a yeah, caramel bridge off. holding it yeah. together. So you can take the bridge part off. And it, and it's such a good it, this it's quite firm, isn't it? And yeah. Can, especially if you fridged it for a bit, which would be one of the very few times where I'd advocate that with chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And then take it off. Oh, it's amazing. You feel like a surgeon. Yeah. It's yeah. as close as I'll biscuit, ever get to a feeling sur- like a, a surgeon. surgeon. 
is it is boost yeah. a chocolate bar or a bit is definitely a chocolate bar yeah we'll it's put, definitely got biscuit within it oh no we're on to that debate no a chocolate, a chocolate bar. bar can contain biscuit that's Absolutely. 100% a chocolate yeah. bar if, 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 if you can get it from a garage in that it's bit of the garage you know the yeah. bit I mean I know it's on the left by the tills that's chocolate is there if it's there that's it's chocolate. a chocolate bar mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah anyone who disagrees with that if you want I'm up for a fight <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, what else do I You'll get Rosemary on it I know Rosemary's going to ring me up Rosemary's probably on Twitter right now Busy trolling isn't she That's her her Tuesday morning (laughs) I'm really sorry to anyone listening called Rosemary We don't mean you Um, (laughs) um, Are there any foods or drinks I should say as well That you um, either hate that you think almost everyone else loves or that you love that you know you're a bit of a wrong and for loving because most people hate it mm, that I hate um, there, are some, there are some foods that I just think about a little bit too much yeah. if I eat them and therefore it's not even necessarily the taste it's just the thought of it that puts me off so oh, really for um, this isn't nice not it's not a very sort of like exciting example i suppose that's okay but like i'm i'm not vegan but i don't eat as much meat as i used to that's for sure mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't like eating whole animals <laughs> right 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 no so sorry to uh talk about that whilst you're uh mopping up your uh, your breakfast but yeah no, so, up so for example that's white fine. bait the idea of white okay, bait yeah, yeah. can't do it because it's mm-hmm. the whole animal in my mouth at the same time. How funny. So I, that, yeah. it's the idea of that sort of, mm, no. I blow hot and cold with that stuff. But what I think is interesting, so I've got this smelly kid and mm. I'm trying to get him at the moment to pay a tiny bit of attention to like, well, he's done it by himself. He's done the whole kind of like, so is that chicken an actual chicken? <laughs> and you have to go, yeah, yeah. And it died. And, that's, and it has to die for you to be able to eat it. And he's got his head around all of that and he's asked to go vegetarian or he still wants to have fish on fish and chips Friday at school. Mm-hmm. And his school seemed to do really amazing food, actually, and they all have vegetarian Mondays. But he's asked to go vegetarian or slash pescatarian at school. Right, okay. Go fine. And um, we, my partner's a proper vegetarian, so mm-hmm. we eat in a vegetarian way at home and never mm-hmm. cook meat or fish at home. Yeah, same. So that, he has that. But when I go out, I'm omnivorous mm-hmm. and he is the same, essentially. Okay. And um, I think as part of that is, yeah, well, he surprised me by his, by enjoying white bait. His really? dad ordered white bait. And then again, we went out for another, and I wondered if it was a fluke because he's giddy and he, and he liked the taste of it, but I didn't know if he'd really taken in what it was. And we did say that's a whole little fish. And he was like, all right. And then we went out again for lunch with my <laughs> mum. She ordered them. And, um, and he was like, is that his eyes? And you're like, yeah, that is. And he was like, and I was like, oh, we're done for here. And he was like, great. Um, <laughs> and part of me thinks hats off for that. Yeah. Because well, as much as there is on, on to, to, uh, to agree with you, there is like, there's a little revulsion, isn't there? Like there's a little, I don't know, but also I'm a hypocrite because I love an anchovy and that's the whole thing, isn't it? That's and I love true. that on a that's pizza. True. So it's, and it couldn't taste more of what it is, that as well. It's a really intense thing, an anchovy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas white bait, I'm kind of with you. It's anything that's like, oh, well, I become conscious of the texture of a bone. Mm-hmm. But then also, looking at future-proofing, maybe we are going to end up eating all crickets and all sorts of way bonier little, crunchier little guys. Have you tried a cricket? I have for this podcast. Yeah. I had a terrible time. <laughs> I couldn't tell if I'd over-roasted it. <laughs> oh, you cooked it? You actually baked it yourself? Yeah. Oh. I followed a recipe. It was with soy and stuff. Just very quick roasting. My, my guest endured them better than me. It wasn't the taste. It was just the... It was all spikes. It was... It just get, it's very like it gets stuck in, your, in the back of your molars kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? I see. I don't think the future is in actual... I mean, okay, there are people all over the world who have been eating bugs yeah. for a very long time. Yes, so really, it's like, you know... It's, it's, it's not new, but I think yeah. actually if we are going to start using more bugs in our diets, I think it will mostly be in like powdered forms and we'll be using it as like protein powders and in baking yeah. and that kind of thing, In, in yeah. especially sort of like it, in our parts of the world, basically. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just I'm the way that will go. For that. I'd absolutely yeah. have, I'd absolutely, I'd, I'd do a little gym workout and then I'd have a little quick cricket shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. that. No, not at all. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Whack it in a smoothie. Don't care. 
Yeah. Great hair, don't care. Um, <laughs> five second rule, yes or no? Fine. Absolutely, absolutely fine absolutely with that. Good, fine. nice quick answer. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I'm, like I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put a caveat in. It depends exactly yeah. what it fell on. I understand. You know, I don't yeah. think I would, five second rule isn't a, isn't a blanket statement, but no. we're all good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's I'm different. There's so many caveats. Yeah. pets. If it's fallen on a cat's back... I'll ask questions. Right. If it's fallen, you know, somewhere I recently remember a cat having an accident. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the underside of a shoe. Um, I think where I'm probably the worst is still eating things I've dropped in my car where I know that's where is. Yes. But I'm not. Right. It also depends on whether it was whether the thing you've dropped was sticky or not. Yeah. Did it land butter side down? Has it now got fluff on it? Do you care yes, about how the fluff? delicious was it in the first place? Slash, how hungry are exactly. you? But you know, um, in the in the name of sustainability, we should eat it yeah. anyway if we can. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And think of it as added no. texture. Um, sustainability aside, yeah. what's the swankiest thing you've ever eaten? Um. Actually, quite recently, went to Ooh. a lovely restaurant in yeah. Malta and we did a mm. taster menu. I really do love food. Like so for me, like exciting. the best, like the the best sort of birthday treat or anything like that is some kind of really over the top extravagant yeah. meal where I get to just try loads of different things. Yes, please. Taster menus. I love are, it. It's like... Oh, it's a bit like getting in the sea in the winter, isn't it? Just makes oh. you feel really alive. Oh, like it was really, so, it was yeah. really good, and there were some brilliant things on that dish. There's I've most... never been to Malta. Is it good? Is it interesting place to eat? You know what? Very mm. surprised, actually. Great. Right. Okay. I don't know if it was just the area we were staying, but we were in an area that was sort of called Spinola Bay, and okay. it was sort of like a lot of nightlife, but also a lot of very good restaurants um great. so we we had a great food time and it was, i wasn't expecting that from malta at all but it was yeah it was brilliant talk to me about this swanky taster menu then that swanky you taster menu so it was i think it was nine courses <gasps> started yes, with um what did it start with it start i think we started with oysters so again not oh. my not my not my vibe because we're talking Not a favourite. But did you eat, did you t- try it I anyway? Did. Or did I you did try it, yeah. and actually it was delicious because it had lots of sort of like yuzu and soy sauce and mm. uh, lime juice on it. So I really enjoy those kind of flavours. Okay. So actually, yeah. it was pretty yummy. You got through it, yeah. Great. Um, a really delicious um, truff mushroom and truffle, um, almost like a croquette. That was mm. very very tasty. Um, what else did we have? There was the most, um, this was bizarre. It was yeah. tuna, red, red, so seared tuna with mm. almond cream. Oh, so it was sort of, but it was a really interesting sort of nutty, creamy sauce mm. on top of the tuna, which also had a sort of like quite sort of Asian sort of soy yuzu flavors again. But Gorgeous. check this. So it was dish three of nine. Yeah. They served what? it with sherry. Oh, yeah. yeah On yeah, dish yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 please. And I was like, Sherry, at the beginning of the meal, surely not. My goodness, that was an, an amazing combination. I was blown away by that. It's a Christmas aperitif. You have it for brekkie at Christmas, don't you? Or nanas do. And I just thought... With the with you know like that early on, I always think of yeah. that as like a, like or, or like a, you have that at the end of the night or on yeah. Christmas Day. So yeah. that was um, that was a really exciting combination. I that actually might have that. been my favourite combo because it was so good, so tasty. Mm. It like it genuinely made the food better, and I think that's I cool when it. that happens. It's amazing. Um, trying to think, the, it, it sort of got a little bit more traditional. So towards the end, yeah, there was a chocolate that. fondant, and then I think yeah. there was. It was like a, a fish and asparagus dish, but yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. I um, I I won't rest now until I've tried tuna with almond paste and sherry with with the, with, with the soy and the yuzu flavors. Oh, yeah, so tasty. Crumbs alive. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mm. Um, it was really good. I also really would love to go to Malta. Mm. Um, I feel like lots of people have been to Malta for the first time because it was on a nice green list. That's exactly why we we went there. Mm -hmm. The greenness really helped. Actually, though, I'll be honest, we didn't spend that much time seeing Malta because we were there to do this this amazing diving in Malta. Oh, do you do scuba diving? Yeah. 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 It's a great, great place. 
to scuba dive. They've got so many brilliant dives. And it, was, um, it wasn't really And planned. also it makes you the hungriest than any other sport <laughs> I've ever done. When I, you pop back up for some reason, I am like... Um, yeah. The hungriest and always bursting for a wee. Oh, it's yes, those yeah, two yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. So we got a where there are a lot of dives. They had a lo, so a local baker was selling Maltese almond cakes Ooh, that were these hello. huge biscuits that are probably the size of my head, and yes. I would say they were somewhere between a biscuit and a really soft cookie, and they were just packed right. with almond paste. That was mm. they were banging after after coming up from a dive. In fact, wow. that might have been my favourite thing I ate the whole the whole trip because it oh was they were God, very tasty. Amazing, yeah. So they were good. Maltese almond cakes. Get in. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Someone puts an evil mastermind inside a giant animated bow bun with like massive robot legs and arms and it starts smashing up the whole earth right everything is getting crushed to bow bun bits <laughs> it's an apocalyptic disaster mm-hmm. luckily though they've agreed um to turn it back into a friendly edible giant but only if you and weirdly it does have to be you muddy mm-hmm. agree to do 1900 TikTok dances without a break, mm-hmm. all whilst reading out the Bible, but in the language of dolphin clicks. So okay. your mouth's busy, <laughs> you can't snack. Um, okay. It sounds impossible, but you do it, you're a hero. <gasps> you go down in history as the woman who saved humanity from uh, the evil Baoban. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically saved us all from yeah. a massive wipeout. Yeah. Like, this is huge. This is end of the dinosaurs stuff that was going to be, mm-hmm. and you saved us. So your reward in the moment is a place in history. Mm-hmm. for all time as an absolute mother flipping legend right. um, your award in the moment and bearing in mind you're bloody hungry because those dancers took ages and the mouth was busy with a clicking yeah. it's the feast of your dreams <laughs> now this is a fantasy feast so this is the opposite of a last meal in the sense you couldn't be happier you couldn't be hungrier okay and nothing has to be possible let alone ethical I couldn't give a fuck about health no, I want to know in a complete fantasy scenario um, I'd love to know what you'd eat and what you'd drink. And I'd also, if there is one, you can tell me who you'd have this with, if anyone, mm. and where, if there's a place. Okay, all right. Also, well, I should um, give you the caveat, as someone who mm-hmm. I, I feel like is a kindred spirit in terms of love of eating, we, we, me and everyone listening fully understand that your answer is only your answer now. And were I to have asked you this in 10 minutes' time, you could have given a fully different answer, and that's fine. Okay. Oh, goodness me. So I've got a feast. I've got options. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't have to have loads, like but you banquet. can have as much as you like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I would definitely... Go, so I like bits. So I would yeah. go for probably like a tapas-style meal Lovely. where I can just have lots of little bits and lots of tasters and try lots of everything. Um, I would definitely, though, put... Oh, this is hard. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I Something I could always eat. I could always eat ramen. Always. Yeah. Ramen, yeah. any combination of ramen. Love oh, that sort yeah. of thing. But I feel like that's not exciting enough for a final Balbun, you know, champion feast. Can't go wrong with ramen. No. Um, and then I think, you know what? So I'm going to have ramen and I'm definitely going to have a dim sum... Yes. platter just all sorts yes, of different yes. dim sum for me to nip into try different things um and then there's something about okay none of this goes together but whatever it's a dream it's a dream I don't care. banquet no one cares. there's something it's about pasta from italy i don't know what they do to it but i yeah. don't know how they get it that good yeah. So I think I would definitely have some sort of delicious pasta dish, but it has yeah. to be made from someone who knows what they're doing in Italy because it is different. I don't care what you say. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely you be there. You won't catch me arguing. Um, and then I would probably have as well, and I'm just giving you all my favourite foods. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tacos. It. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, has yes. to be corn tortillas. Like, not, okay. I don't want. Okay, not crispy. No. And I don't no. want it to be not like a not like a, a, a wheat 
wrap no. not like the ones you no, get no, no. here it has to be a proper corn not an old el paso fajita wrap no. you want a little yellow corn almost like hay it almost tastes a bit like hay yes and then i want yeah. it stuffed with just really delicious things and i do yeah. like sort of like <laughs> i'd like black black beans in there i want some sort of bean mm. situation in there um so yes, and oh, probably fish. So, so I'd say fish tacos are definitely yes. one. Of, oh, like a battered yes. fish taco with some hot. Yeah. Gotta have some some good hot sauce on there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit of avocado, maybe. Definitely Ooh, some yeah. crunchy pickly bits. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. on my feast of dreams. I haven't given <gasps> you any desserts, which I don't feel is fair. Um, <laughs> you got to think about desserts as well. I wouldn't want to cut. Yeah. wouldn't want to cut us short. Have some good cheeses. Yes. Favourite cheese? Favourite cheese. For me? Yeah. Um, it, there's a French one called Bleu de Verne. It's oh. like a soft, creamy, but really full-on blue. Okay, we can have that and I'll put a Comte on there. Something like that. <gasps> so quite, quite like a hard, nutty... Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Like a, I'm, I'm at the moment been enjoying Manchego like oh, I never have before. That's, that's my good. My mum went to Spain and brought some back and I'm having a lovely time. I'm taking my time. I'm finding it hard to pass the fridge without a tiny... Yeah, it's just so a little delicious. Shaving. Yeah. 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 So actually, yeah, Manchego, Comte, two of my favourites. Um, and then desserts... You used to love desserts. I feel like I don't go for them so much anymore, a, d- mm. a pudding. But I do like um, meringue, marshmallowy kind of dessert. So perhaps Got some it. sort of really like really some sort of pavlova with amazing fruit on it. I'd probably yes. go for. Nice. Oh, what an amazing answer! Thank you. I just yeah, I gave you all the bits. Doesn't I work loved well. It. I haven't thought in a very. Uh, my, I haven't put my chef hat on. But we don't care. It's a fantasy situation. Yeah. There can be. Um, Someone else can join the dots. There'll be some sort of little drink or something. There'll be a shot you can do between courses that <laughs> sherry that resets the palate. Yeah, sherry, sherry, maybe a little tuna and sherry. I was thinking, is it mean it's to have bell buns on the on the table? Because you no, know, if we've got I think dim that's down, actually a very good shout. But there'll be actually. little ones, a little middle finger up. Yeah, yeah. To um to to our previous oppressor, yeah, little um, fluffy clouds. Thank you, thank you for doing this. You, what a brilliant guest. Thank you, my love. I've had a great time. Oh, good. What a disarmingly lovely, funny, engaging, brilliant guest. Um, make sure you're following her. She's on Instagram at Maddie Moat. It's M-A-D-D-I-E-M-O-A-T-E. Her stuff isn't just for kids and families, although I think lots of it's aimed in that direction. Um, this book sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to be getting it um, for my kid. It's called Stuff, Eco Stories of Everyday Stuff. And it's full of, um, like, did you know type facts like she was talking about there. Um, you you can get it from all the places you'd normally buy a book or on our website maddymote.com forward slash book as ever everything i've just said there and everything interesting that we mentioned including every single fucking confectionery that we listed there <laughs> are linked to in the podcast notes if we mention something you went oh i want to know more on that or i haven't seen that or i've never heard of that type of biscuit do use the podcast notes because it makes it worth me spending ages writing them up every week um so yeah um thank you for listening um please keep telling other people about the podcast you can support the podcast with money if you like go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and there'll be more details about that there i quite often these days i'm writing to my patrons privately to sound them out about things um for example they were the first to find out that i'm going to make this podcast fortnightly rather than weekly um from around christmas time when we've done two 200 episodes, four years of hoovering um, for everybody's sanity and to preserve the quality of the podcast. Um, but, I mean, it's not because I don't love it. In fact, it's the opposite. Make sure that I keep loving it. Um, follow the podcast on social media, would you? At the Hoovering Pod. Follow me, would you? At Jessica Foster Q. If you want to email me or find out where my live stand-up comedy um gigs are on um, or most of them anyway you can do both those things through my website jessicafosterq.com huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Last Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy Hoovering. Hoovering.